0: I don't know. terry joined by Lasky. dak how are you on this fine evening
1: tonight uh i don't know not too bad um you know i've just kind of been busy with work it's you know it's already been a pretty eventful uh beginning to the year that's an understatement but been busy with work uh busy with my other job and yeah also been you know getting ready for our uh our Mapping Metroid episode coming next week.
0: Yes, I am been, I don't want to give too much away because I, I do like kind of a, the surprise of playing Mapping Metroid. Although I think everyone who follows us already knows what game that we're going to be talking about. But um, I have a lot of thoughts about the area so far. I just got into like, I, I just got to the area, but like I've just, I've been playing the game as a whole before then. I have a lot of thoughts on the game. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to next week's Mapping Metroid. I think that it's going to be fun and uh, probably isn't much of a spoiler to say it's a fantastic area that we're covering. So I'm really excited.
1: No, oh, absolutely. It's from one of the best games in the series and one of the best areas in the game as far as I'm concerned. So I think a lot of people will definitely enjoy If they don't know what the area is already, I think they'll definitely enjoy learning what it is and, you know, revisiting that location with us.
0: Yeah, and uh, and no points for guessing what it is. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm i looking forward to that. That's coming up next week. But today, we are, we're we're going to try and, and fumble our way through and kind of pay homage to some of the greats that have uh, really improvised in the world of Super Metroid speedrunning. Um, speedrunning is, of course, just... I feel like a really, really huge part of Super Metroid's legacy and why it's still as relevant... Even in twenty twenty one, as it is today, um, you know what I, I even the last hour I've I have tried to uh, to try my hand at some of the the tricks and, and the techniques and stuff that uh, a lot of these really skilled speedrunners use. And every time that I do, it just makes me really appreciate like how talented these individuals are uh, because they they make it look so easy. It's so fluid. It's so seamless. And I am fumbling my way trying to, like, desperately press buttons and, and hold run and jump and shoot at the same time. And it just, man, it, it really makes you appreciate some of these guys. But today, Dak and I are going to be, uh, we're going to be talking about all of the the common um, sequence breaks and, and techniques and stuff that these speedrunners use to, I don't want to say break Super Metroid, but push it to the boundaries and push it to the limits of what is possible within that game. So I, I, I'm i definitely no speedrunning expert at all, Dak, but I've tried a decent amount of these and had some very little success with them, but uh, I'm excited to delve into this world. It's, uh, it's something that we haven't really talked about before.
1: Uh, no, we haven't, and this is definitely one of my favorite aspects of Metroid games, especially the 2D Metroids. Is a speedrunning aspect. Super Metroid, in particular, I think is you know one of the best speedrunning games ever. Not just like Metroid game, but yeah, for sure it has. Uh, so much of its legacy is is built on the importance it has to speedrunning in general, and just how good of a speedrun game it is. Um, one of the reasons why it's always been my favorite is not only is it's uh, a Metroid game and it's a lot of fun. It's a really well crafted, well designed game, and it's also You know, it it has a a pretty high skill ceiling, right? Like, you can be really good at this game. It takes a lot of technical skill to be good at it. And it's also, most of these runs, when you start to get good at them, only go for about an hour. Which is nice, because if you watch some other games, and you can speedrun so many other kinds of games, but, like, you know, you try to speedrun maybe, like, an RPG, like Paper Mario or Chrono Trigger. Oh, God. It takes, like, three to four, five, six hours to complete one run. Um... I've always liked the games that are a bit shorter. Super Mario 64 is obviously another classic example, and I remember spending a lot of time watching like Siglemic run Super Mario 64, and then I got a Super Metroid with AGDQ in 2014, and you know gave my try at a lot of these tricks. Trying, I even got a you know a Super Nintendo off eBay, and because I didn't have one in college at the time, and was running Super Metroid with the actual pad like off a small little CRT. You know, give it that old classic nostalgic kind of feel. And I guess it wasn't, like, nostalgic for me particularly because I didn't play it like that growing up. I didn't play Super Nintendo growing up. But, you know, it had that, like, classic retro feel to it playing on the original CRT. Anyway, yeah, I've tried a bunch of these tricks. Uh, I would say a majority of them um, or like, sequence breaks or techniques, you know. We kind of have a list of both here. Um, And, yeah, they're they're not easy for sure. I think every major technique... um, and even notable ones, even some of the slightly insignificant but still memorable or notable techniques are are in this game pretty hard to do. They're not they're not not easy at all.
0: Yeah, I uh, I have spent the last thirty minutes trying to do like the most simple of these techniques. I want to circle back to something that you said though, because I think that that is really important. Where like Super Metroid doesn't take forever to speed run and i i really appreciate that but what i kind of like doubly appreciate about that is so a game like ocarina of time for example is a game that can be beaten i think the world record is something stupid like 15 minutes or like it's something crazy like that but the way that they do that is they like they do the first dungeon they get to the final like the boss of the first dungeon and then they use some kind of like glitch, and then they just, like, go straight to the last boss. And I always thought that that was, like, kind of lame, because, like, you're... you're just skipping, like, 90% of the game. Whereas, like, in Super Metroid, like, you you do kind of... you do bend the the rules of the world, but I feel like you never break them. Like, it's just... you have to be really good in order to do all of these techniques. So, like, I appreciate the fact that, like, it's short, but it's not, like... it's not cheap. You know what I mean? Like, you can it's not like you're exploiting some kind of random glitch and, and just skipping over 90% of the game. I mean, yeah, you're skipping over 90% of the game, but it's because you're so good that you don't have to actually go and do that. And I'm probably selling the people that, like, exploit the the bug bottle glitch or whatever it's called on Ocarina of Time Short, but, like, to me, this is just, um, it's just a lot more exciting. Um, Dak, I know that you said that, uh, you had gotten like really into super metroid speed racing from the the 2014 race what do you like what, what do you what is your memory of that
1: well that's what i wanted to go to into in this episode and that's like a such a great race that i think anyone should really check out um the AGDQ 2014 Super Metroid 4 Man Showcase Race which was at the time, I think like really like the biggest Super Metroid speed run that had been done, um, you know, at these AGDQ events. This is when like Twitch was starting to like really get bigger and, you know, esports in North America had really started, you know, f- taking a foot and speed running was, you know, really not alongside like side by side, but in the same way was also growing a lot. And, you know, these big AGDQs were getting a lot of a lot of money and whatnot, a lot of viewership. And that's such a really good race. Hi- highly recommended. It has Zost, Garrison, Ivan, and Krauser in that match. It's also commentated by Golden and Sinister One, who do some really really good commentary for people who don't even know anything about Super Metroid whatsoever. Like I learned all about what I know about like Super Metroid speedrunning for the most part. You know, initially from watching this race and listening to the commentators and all that. It's a really exciting race. Um, absolutely, uh, you know. Re- highly recommended I think it's the best race you could check out if you wanted to get into super Metroid speed runs because it has like you know the excitement a big crowd the drama all the different players catching up dropping behind staying together doing all the tricks uh hitting some really hard stuff failing here and there and uh I, I mean it's it's some at the time for the best players at the game and it's now you know seven years later which is crazy to me because it feels like not too long ago but um yeah this is the the video i would say that got me interested in in speed running overall i would say it's not even just in, in super metroid
0: right um and one of those names actually zos i was uh kind of doing some research for today's episode and I, I watched like on my lunch break today i watched a video of him beating super metroid in 40 minutes which is like astonishingly sick like that's just absolutely insane um I've been watching a couple runs from guys like Oats and Goats and Behemoth. And like these guys, like they make it look like the matrix when they're playing. It's just like reality bends and, and just distorts in order for these guys to do some of the things that they're doing. So man, nothing but just absolute respect to these guys. Cause that is not as easy as it looks. Um, and they make it look easy and that's, that's their skill, but, uh, let's, Let's go down and let's talk about some of the exploits here and some of the tricks and techniques, uh, and techniques and sequence breaks that they use, and uh, we'll we'll kind of give our two cents and see if we, you know, if we've ever, you know, been able to perform them uh, or not. I would say that probably the most common, um, probably the most common sequence break in Super Metroid is using the mock ball in Green Brinstar to to get the super missiles early and then you can just um you could just skip spore spawn altogether um so mockball ball involves basically jumping and then right as you're coming down you got to press like down and uh whatever direction you want to go and then you can like roll faster i you know what i actually uh i think i've got this one down for the most part in certain areas but uh it definitely definitely took a long time this is probably the easiest kind of technique to perform.
1: Yeah, this is the, I would say like when you first get into like speedrunning Super Metroid, other than maybe arm pumping, this is probably like the first thing that you learn like to do. Like if you're going to learn speedrunning in Super Metroid, you got to know how to mockball like very efficiently. And I remember learning arm pumping because that's obviously, that's pretty easy. But mockballing, yeah, that's definitely a little more difficult because you have to time the uh, transition into the morph ball. That like double tap real quick as you land, you got to hold jump, and then do it like right at the right time. You know, if you if the ball bounces, you morph a little too early, and it allows you to like you said get into some of these like areas a little quicker, get by those like rooms where the walls come down a lot faster because mm-hmm. it gives you your normal running speed uh, to your morph ball, which is slightly store uh, slightly slower normally. So yeah, the mock ball is is a cool one. I've gotten I, that took me a few days to get in like. Consistently, probably took me like a day to like get down, and then like another day or two to like consistently do it without messing up. I now I'm probably like I'm so rusty at it, I probably couldn't do it at all now, but uh like consistently, yeah. consistently. But yeah, this is like your 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 basic bread and but uh, yeah, like your basic bread and butter kind of technique that you learn when you first start up speed running in Super Metroid.
0: Yeah, and um, actually, I want to circle back to something that you said before we continue with the mock ball. So arm pumping—you've uh, probably seen speedrunners do this when they're running. They'll have their Sam's arm cannon going up and then down and up and down, and like it—it it pushes you ahead by a pixel when you do this, which doesn't seem like much, but I, you know, over the course of an entire game, um, it does add up. But two things that I thought that I would point out that I just thought were funny is like if you, so if you go downhill. Um, and you arm pump it actually brings samus to a stop and like you lose all the momentum. So it is harder, I think than it seems because like your inclination would just be like mash LR 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 and like keep on going. but I I was reading today if you even screw up once, basically every single pixel that you've gained is like null because of the time that wastes with samus uh, losing her momentum, which is crazy to me. So man, again, it's so simple. It's simple looking, but yeah, it's uh, it's not very easy. Um, but yeah, so back to the mock ball. There's uh, there's two areas that I think are like kind of the the main areas. The first is in Brinstar when you you know you can get under the gates, and this is like one of the very first things that you do in the game. I think you're only like five minutes into the game. Um, you get under the gates, you get up, and you get the super missiles early. And uh, you can use it again in Norfair to get the Ice Beam early too, which is, uh, this one actually I think is like much harder because you have to mock ball like not, um, like you have to mock ball in the same room. In the first room in Green Brinstar, you kind of have like, you can jump up and then you transition through the door. So you have a little bit more time to like let go of the jump button and then like get your fingers in position to like get the ball down. But like doing the mock ball in in the gate room in Norfair is like, really hard and then you have to do it again to get out and you have even less time so like and that uh yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty impressive to see people do it so like flawlessly i watched a really good video it was like a tutorial i had to watch it again today because it's been so long since i tried it but it's by a dude on youtube named uh steven Levins and he he uh he gives a really good tutorial about how to do this and i was pulling it off fairly um successfully doing that after that so shout out to steven
1: yeah i definitely are spend i remember spending a lot of time in criteria just practicing the mock ball near the ship just chewing and doing it over and over and over and over and over again just trying to get the timing right different jump heights you know different kinds of terrain stuff like that because as i said yeah that's like a very fundamental technique that you need to know and it's a really cool one too it's a satisfying technique that's one thing i love about all the different uh sequence breaks and techniques you can do in super metroid is that they're satisfying to do because they're cool and they're a little hard so when you figure it out and get it down it's rewarding and it's like wow i figured that out like that's awesome and it doesn't like take too much it's not impossible but it does take a good amount of like work and i mean these speedrunners they run these games for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours every day so like this basic stuff eventually becomes like second nature so that mock ball stuff i've always thought was really cool because it's like the one thing that you can do like at an early level in super metroid speed running that once you get it down you're like oh i'm pulling it off just like the just like the big boys you know just like the pros uh <laughs> making your runs look a little smoother look and it's a cool little trick you can show someone while you're playing just making it a little smoother so
0: yeah cool trick yeah absolutely um, and so I'm, I'm kind of basing the order that I'll go here, um, off of a behemoth speed run that I watched earlier. But, uh, one thing, so his route is basically, he'll go and get the, the super missiles. Um, he'll go and get the, uh, the ice beam and then he will do something, which is absolutely crazy. I just did this like, uh, like I said, about half an hour ago, but it took me so freaking long to do this. So, you know, the area in red Brinstar, You've got all of the, uh, the rippers flying back and forth and there's four of them and you're supposed to freeze them to use as platforms. Actually, I'm sorry. He does this before he gets the ice beam. Um, but anyway, so he basically what he does is he like, he shoots up and he wall jumps upwards and, uh, and without freezing the rippers to use his platforms and then like goes through that little, there's a little like two tile opening that you have to shoot uh, and fit through and then wall jump off the edge of that and, and get up. And it's like absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculously hard to do. Um, I was doing it on my switch and I totally spammed like the rewind feature, but, uh, I mean, wall jumping is, is a pretty crucial part of like, you know, super Metroid sequence breaking. And I would say that I'm pretty good at wall jumping in general, but man, like this is like, you got to be pitch perfect. So I, I finally did it, but I, that's with a big asterisk beside it. Cause I cheated and just rewound of my switch until I could like do it and normally I would try and do it a couple times but I was just like nope this is uh this is almost too much for me so it's it's just a crazy precision timing again they make it look so easy but this is uh this is up there for me with like some of the absolutely harder techniques to pull off at least like quickly I think if you if you have enough time you can certainly do it but you know obviously the goal of of these breaks is to finish the game as quickly as you can. And like, man, it took me just forever to be able to do this.
1: This is definitely another very memorable and iconic like sequence break from when I first started learning about super Metroid speedrunning for me. Cause it is like such a tight window to get that wall jump at the top ledge there. And then, you know, the, the actual game, when you're not sequence breaking, you obviously are supposed to use the ice beam to climb the rippers and get up there and then you can use super uh, missiles to, you know, destroy the Rippers to at least make your cl- initial climb up there a little easier. But, yeah, it's it's tough. That's a really hard one. That's way harder than the Mock Ball. I remember spending hours trying to get this one, and I was doing it on the original SNES pad, right? I think eventually I did. I started doing it. You were doing was playing on the Wii U, and then, you know, using the Rewind. But even then, like, you can kind of keep trying it over and over and because like if if you miss that like jump you can just hit the wall below and and re-wall jump again but fighting with super Mm -hmm. Metroid's like floaty sometimes weird like jump mechanics and like wall jump mechanics can be hard it's it's it is such a tight window definitely requires a lot of practice very hard to do i think that one even uh, is more satisfying than the mockball ball times because when you first like try to learn that it takes so much effort and is i don't know i think one of the hardest things to to do in the game when you're first starting out so um but also iconic because it's like this big huge like tall climb you gotta do right it's like it's daunting it's like batman climbing out of the pit in the dark knight right like (laughs) and when you get it it's it's really awesome so shout outs to the to the red jump there but yeah that's that's a hard one for sure
0: it looks, like, just so sick when you can pull it off, too. Like, this looks so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, this is uh, this is probably one of the hardest things like, like that I've personally... It's probably the hardest one that I've personally actually done. Um, the rest of them are obviously fairly hard, but, like, just with the, the timing. And I can get up to, like, the very... I can get up to the top and, and not take out any of the Rippers, but, like... Really nailing that last jump, kind of in the middle space there before the stupid brick comes back. That's the man. That's the problem. That's the only
1: problem I think. Because the uh, getting past the rippers and getting up there eventually becomes cake. Like that becomes second. That that's nothing. It's it's getting that last bit right there into like hitting that like very like most bottom edge of the like edge of it, so you can just hit the peak of your jump. Just get like the very first, lowest, most pixel of the edge and then somehow get that and time that second wall jump enough and, and make it over. Yeah, stupid hard, really satisfying when you hit it, though.
0: Yeah, I uh, like I said, I, I finally, finally did it and I got up and I got my power bombs and I was off to the races and I'm like, OK, so I guess let's talk about quickly. The, uh, the routes that have been used traditionally to to beat Super Metroid. Um, the, the original route that everybody, I think, used for a long, long, long time, for like the first, like, probably 10 years or so of speedrunning this game, was Kraid, Fantoon, Dragon, Ridley, which is kind of like the route that the game intends you to, to do the bosses in order of. Um, but most speedruns that I've seen have actually started off with Fantoon and then Ridley and then Kraid and then dragoon what uh i, I don't know have, have you like ever kind of tried to map it out and which way did you go um
1: so like i think i never really got too far into like speed running super metroid to really come up with my own route i remember when i was into super metroid speed running or at least more into it like when i initially heard of it and then the years following yeah it was the the crate fantoon dragon ridley route but you could also like be flexible i definitely remember some runners not doing that necessarily like they might have done ridley first before dragon or whatever um or dragoon whatever uh, or above or fantoon sorry uh, mixing them together and so like, i keep
0: on thinking dragoon because that ps1 game yeah
1: i that's that's a that's a like uh, what was i'm thinking of um panzer dragon i keep getting i keep thinking of that game i still gotta play that yeah 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 the the, the indie darling of 2020 i didn't i didn't play it anyway i definitely know that there has been some mixture to the route a little bit here and there but yeah i remember that original like craid starting route from when i was playing it and not so much starting with fantoon you know like fantoon dragon ridley craid or craid ridley uh, not something that I've ever done and should look into that more. I'm, you know, I'm used to like going for the skipping spore spawn getting the crate quick kill first, right? Like mm-hmm, that's like what yeah. I initially remember, but I mean that makes sense, right? Like speed games are, you know, speedrunning games evolve all the time, even like some of the oldest games. Obviously Super Metroid is, you know, getting close to 30 years old, right? If not, they're already essentially. And that's a game that is still evolving over the years you know past 20 25 years later a whole new route to and multiple routes to play the game either in any percent or you know randomizers obviously take it to a whole new level as well i like watching super metroid randomizers those are fun speed runs too and that completely mixes things up but mm-hmm. uh yeah the the crate starting route is the one that i'm the most familiar with
0: which which makes like sense to me because crate is so like he's by far the easiest boss of, of the four so, like, it makes sense to me that you would start with Kraid. Um, but I guess, like, in terms of where you are in the flow of your game, like, maybe Fantoon, if you can get there, does make sense. But I kinda, I actually kind of think that, like, at the at the point in the game that you fight Fantoon on, like, a regular playthrough, I think that Fantoon is probably the hardest of the four. Um, just because he's hard to hit, he disappears, he takes, like uh a decent amount of of missiles to to take down. Um it's it's very rare that you hit him all the time too, just because he's like phasing in and out of reality. Like you you could maybe say that Ridley is harder, but I mean by the time you get to Ridley in a normal playthrough, you probably have like you know, you probably have like 30 or 40 super missiles and like a hundred plus regular missiles. So like I don't feel like it's that challenging, um, at least to me, it was, like, a veteran of many uh Super Nintendo-Ridley fight, but, yeah, Dragon, to me, is, like, the hardest, or, not Dragon, Dragon is actually very hard if you fight him regularly and don't use the grapple beam, but, um, Fantoon, to me, is, like, probably the hardest boss of the four when you, like, in, in the context of when you fight him in the game, so it kind of shocked me to see people go to him first.
1: Well, from my understanding, it seems like the fantoon ridley Kraid dragon route is about two minutes faster than the original Kraid starting route, but it's harder. So it seems yeah. like it's more of like a, a more advanced route to go if you're a little more experienced. Though you can mix it up a little bit by going Fantoon, Kraid, Ridley, Dragoon instead of Fantoon, uh, Dragon, instead of Fantoon, Ridley, Kraid, Dragon. Uh, apparently that's only like 12 seconds slower, but it's a bit safer because you get the... I think you might get the speed booster a bit earlier. So, yeah, it looks like it's – it. I guess these routes – so the original route was like the route everybody did where you start with crate. Then people figured out the harder but faster Fantoon-Ridley-Kraid-Dragon Dra- 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 mm-hmm. route, right, which I'm assuming is now obviously the way that these better speed rudders are you know achieving the best times in like any percent for example but if you were still starting out with speed uh with you know speed running super metroid you'd probably still start with the like the original route and not go with fantoon first
0: yeah uh, i agree with that and that i mean one reason i think that uh i, I myself i i tried to go the, the fantoon route. i don't know what i was thinking because i'm i'm no good at it but right um where i got hung up is one of the, like, really, I guess, common sequence breaks. I've seen it done two ways. Um, but one of the common sequence breaks is to get over the lagoon right in Criteria, right before the wrecked ship, where you have the missile in the center, and you would typically need the grapple beam in order to traverse this uh, this big canyon, if you will, full of water. And uh, I was, right before we were recording, I literally probably spent, like... 30 minutes trying to horizontal bomb jump, and I cannot do it. I cannot do it. I watched a tutorial, and I am I tried, and, like, I just, like, I cannot do it. And they make it look, again, so easy. But, I mean, this this basically involves, like, laying a bomb and moving over just slightly, going all the way to the right, you know, uh, coming back, your second bomb blows, and then your third bomb sends you all the way over. I can, like, horizontal bomb jump, like, fine. I can... I can continuously bomb jump fine, but I cannot do this at all. And like um, when you do the other route, I believe, I believe at this, I I did a speed run um, a couple months ago and I went and got the speed booster. And I had that by the time that I was ready to enter the wreck ship. So what I did was I just uh, got my speed booster up. um, I think I short charged it. And then I was able to like literally just shine spark right across the the gap right to the other side and then just kind of jump into the entrance to the wrecked ship but obviously if you do the fantoon route first you you don't have the speed booster and like i could not horizontal bomb jump to save my life it was it was almost embarrassing and thank god for the rewind feature on the switch
1: yeah uh the rewind feature on the switch and on the wii u like and, I mean, even also in, like, Dolphin, too. Like, that's something that I'm sure every every speedrunner loves and makes use of as much as they possibly can. I sure would be.
0: I'd like... Because if you miss, you're falling right into the water. You have no gravity suit. You just fall all the way down. You have to roll over. You have to bomb the bottom of the pillar and go right back up and then jump and get back right into the center. It uh, It is not not fun, so... Yeah, that, and I feel like horizontal bomb jumping shouldn't be, it shouldn't be harder than some of these other, like, things on this list. Like, I, I've done some of the other things successfully here and there, but, like, I just, I, like, I if you paid me a million dollars to horizontal bomb jump once, I could not do it.
1: Well, speaking of getting over those big bodies of water, there's that Shine Spark, you know, uh, skip to get over that right like you're trying to Mm -hmm. do the horizontal bomb jumps but you can do the the shine spark skip right using the short charge for the shine spark did you give that a try
0: I, i did and i i was able to do that um i have done that but i you know i guess let's just talk about the uh the short charging for the shine spark i never really feel like i i got it mastered so i was also watching a tutorial on this today and like this I'm going to call him like a scientist because that's what this dude was. But he had like a slow-mo version of Super Metroid where he was showing frame by frame. And basically what you want to do is like when Samus is running, you need to then again hit the run button at a certain frame where Samus lights up. And if you do this once, you you reduce the time it takes to Shine Spark. If you do it twice, it reduces it further, three times, etc. So I was able to do this. But I kind of feel like I just randomly hit A a couple times and like there was no signs to it. Like I, I think that I got lucky and then um, uh, I I was I jumped up and then Shine Sparked in the air, which uh, is actually fairly easy, a lot easier than I thought that it would be. So I was able to do that one, but I, I feel like I never really understood how I did it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that that's a trick that... I would say it's probably my favorite Super Metroid trick, is doing the, the the short Shine Spark, and to get over the the West Ocean, right, which is that like big yeah. that big wreck ship entrance kind of area. Um, so from what I learned, this was also in that AGDQ twenty fourteen uh, speed run, which the commentator was going through. They called the Ocean Fly, where you, you, you do the the short sh- Shine Spark charge in the room beforehand. You quickly crouch, jump over, do the short jump, and then just as the Shine Sparks about to like run out, you shoot a missile across. You jump over, and then you like fly through like two huge rooms. I don't know if you saw like the video on how to do the Ocean Fly, but the Ocean Fly is my favorite favorite Super Metroid trick because it involves that really tight like um, short spark, uh, Shine Spark charge, the quick jump. You go, you fly through two rooms. Following that missile to open the door ahead of you across the first jump, and then you go all the way across that big gap in the second one, and it was really sick to see the first time those racers do it in AGDQ. I mean, I was like, I was blown away because like the the red brinstar jump and the mock ball, you know, those are cool tricks, but the mock ball, like they're they're extrapolations, I think, of stuff that I think are still pretty familiar, but. this was a trick that I had no idea was even like possible. Like the crew, just being able to put that together and figuring that out. That's a trick that I remember spending the most amount of time on. Definitely. Everyone looked that up. It's called ocean fly. And that's it, it. It involves that short shine spark charge in the, the key hunter room just beforehand, you know, charging, jumping over that moat and then going all the way over that gap. Absolutely. Awesome. Such a cool trick.
0: Yeah, it looks badass too. If you can get it to like go right to the entrance of the wreck ship, I yes. I can never do that. I get to the uh, the entrance of like the area right before the wreck ship, so like I still have to jump over the scaffolding and stuff like that, which is easy. Like you can do that with some precise jumps. But mm-hmm. man, if you can get that that shine spark to go all the way across, like it just it looks so gangster. Like you look so cool doing it. But I know I've never been able to do that. But yeah, it's awesome. And you can use like some really cool. Uh, I guess like. Kind of horizontal, like basically they're diagonal shine sparks. Um, in Meridia, in particular, there's an area where you can like midair shine spark, but you're you're going up, but then the the ledge where you need to do it sends you all the way up to uh to the very top left or no top right of the room. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, yeah, It seems like the common thread is like in in the Super Metroid speedrun, like really the most expendable item is the grapple beam. Like nobody ever gets that, and it just seems like there's a lot of ways to like circumvent having to have the grapple beam but yeah there's some really cool like techniques with the shine spark that uh, it's just absolutely nuts like what people have come up with and how they've again like manipulated this this technique to like to bend the the game to their will but it's not like they're like breaking the game's rules it's just they're thinking of the physics in in ways that nobody really thought or intended so it's very very cool
1: yeah exactly like they're applying their knowledge of the game and how the engine works right they're not like breaking how it works they're just using how it works to you know i guess get maybe ways the developers didn't necessarily intend them to get to things or quicker or get to them at all and stuff like that so that's what i like about it though i also going back to like the original point with zelda i appreciate being able to do that harder stuff like the entire game skipping glitches I think that's just you know, a different skill entirely. But Super Metroid still, all these techniques... I mean, these sequence breaks are, are certainly not easy to do... But they are really awesome to watch, I think. That's one of the awesome things and the best parts about them... Is that they look really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, let's go back to, to Norfair here for a quick second... Talking about the Speed Booster. And um, you know the big bubble room in Norfair... Uh, where you get... Uh, you're not supposed to be able to access it, but I, uh, I, I've i done this a few times, where, like, either there's there's some kind of flying enemy, and I can't remember which one it is, but you can shoot him with ice and kind of use him as a platform, or you can just really use your wall jumps to a really... Like, you have to be very, very precise, but I feel like it's a little bit more forgiving than the Red Wall and Red Brinstar. Um, and you wall jump up the Bubble Wall and once you get up there you can go and get the the speed booster early and kind of again circumvent all the long way around that you would normally have to go to to get here i think i actually tried this like fairly i tried this before i even knew that super metroid was a thing or like mm. speedrunning in super metroid was a thing like i was just like i know how to wall jump maybe i can get up there using wall jumps and like um i this is one that i can do somewhat regularly i would say but it still is like very, very precise, um, very hard, but like I said, more forgiving, I think, than the than the red wall.
1: Yeah, I agree. Definitely isn't as hard to do, especially because you can just freeze. Um, I forget what they call those, the shell flying things. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, I should be able to remember what they're called. But you're able to freeze enemies, right? And, and essentially make that jump a lot, you know, well, actually, yeah, a lot easier than it. You know, probably normally would be, but you obviously have another tight window to you know to try and get on there, right? Like that's again another satisfying jump, not as difficult as the red wall jump, but you also have like the the cack attack at the top, right? That's what those things are called, uh, the mm-hmm. the green yeah. needle shooting thing. That I remember so many times when I first tried, because I was doing all these tricks and whatnot over. Uh, you know, senior year of college, like, in my in my house, right? Just, like, spending hours grinding this stuff out. I remember gra- spending a lot of time, like, making the jump. But then, like, I'd get, like, hit by that. And I had to fall back down <laughs> or something. It's uh, a, pretty, a pretty solid trick to be able to pull off. But you have, like, a bunch of enemies to deal with. But at the same time, not as hard with, uh, you know, compared to the red wall jump. But a really cool one, too. Because it's, like, a big it's a big jump and then you look like Mm -hmm. you look like what make it's like a you just barely get over but you're right it's something that i think a lot of people probably try maybe not a lot of people but some people might have tried like before they even knew it was like a thing right it's just like oh this is like this wall like can i can i jump to that can i try to get a little higher by wall jumping i think everyone tries those things i'm sure there are a lot of breaks and and tricks and sequence breaks whatever that people might have like unknowingly tried or got close to trying just because that's like the nature of, like, the game sandbox, right? Is, oh, there's a bunch of walls. I can wall jump. Let's see how much I can wall jump here. Let's see if I can pull this off. Let's see if I can get higher in this room and that room. You know, growing up playing Metroid, I did that in every Metroid game. I tried that in almost every room. Was seeing how high up, a lot, maybe not every room, but in a lot of rooms. Seeing how high up I could get up to a certain place and seeing if I could jump somewhere off of a wall. I don't think I ever tried, like, something equivalent to, like, the red wall jump. But maybe, like, the, the bubble jump I definitely did and uh yeah a, a cool jump when you can pull it off for sure
0: yeah and, and there's a bunch of uh of power-ups like the pink room in brinstar has uh a missile i think that you're only supposed to be able to get once you get the grapple hook and like i that's one of the ones where like you could just wall jump straight up and get it mm-hmm. um there there's a lot of different rooms there's a room in meridia that has like an energy tank and i think it's got those turtle dudes too that help you out yeah uh, that you can just wall jump up and get so like, yeah it's the uh, it's a cool jump. It's not as hard. it's not as hard because it's like less jumps and you have to be less in the red in the red wall you kinda have to be like short with your jumps, and in this one you have to be really long and, and push them for everything that they are and hit it at the right spot. So yes. um it is cool to pull off. One of the first ones that I ever did. Um let's uh you know, we kinda mentioned it earlier, but maybe we will just talk about it for a quick sec. Um one thing that always just like boggled my mind when I saw it was like when people fought Kraid and they killed Kraid in like 20 milliseconds. And I was like, my boy just got absolutely, he just got embarrassed. Um, But this is actually like decently easy to pull off. I think Um, doing the quick kill, you jump up and you plaster him with like, I think it's like three or four super missiles right uh, right as he's rising. And then he just falls straight back. Um, This one blew my mind. When I first saw it, but I I think that this is now like, uh, it's not a sequence break by any means, but it is one of the techniques that like saves you a lot of time and makes you feel really cool like when you when you do it.
1: Yeah, definitely not like a sequence break, but it's a it's something that it, it always made me laugh because you know Craig like has like he comes out of the ground, he has his theme startup, and like as just as quick as he comes out of the ground, he gets melted, and he, <laughs> the boss fights over like oh that's it. Whenever you're watching a Super Metroid speedrun, uh Craid, he, he jobs really quickly, just in and out, gets his paycheck, and that's it. And he's done. So I always thought that was funny. Yeah, this is this is a, a fairly I would say the relative to the rest of the game, a fairly easy technique to pull off. It's more of one of those once you know about it and how to do it, it's you get the hang excuse me, the hang of it. Uh-huh. Whereas like other techniques you learn about them and you got to practice them a lot and they take a lot of like technical prowess and know-how and all of that. And a lot of practice. This one definitely takes some practice, but it's more of like, you you know, you would, you, you, you find out about it and then you apply it. It's not something that takes like a huge mountain to climb to really figure it out, but it is certainly something you need to know how to do. Right. It's not something you, it's, it's a fundamental, it's a basics, a bread and butter. You gotta be able to know how to do it and a cool thing about it is that there are many different ways to set it up right like you can do different uh amounts of like super missiles and, and missiles being able to conserve some super missiles here and there like start off with the charge beam uh you can like set yourself up on that ledge using like a morph ball so there's a bunch of different ways to set it up and actually execute it depending on how you want to do it and uh but yeah it's definitely one that it's it's the fu- one of the funnier moments in a super metroid speed run because he just gets absolutely blasted, absolutely decimated quicker than I think any other boss that you have that you, you know, have to fight in the game. So, poor poor kraid does I not I much. wonder
0: I wonder if there is a boss that can be beaten quicker than kraid I in the entire so. Metroid series. I don't think so. Uh, that, that he's got to be just bottom of the rung. Hmm. Oh, well, maybe in the boy. whole
1: series. That's actually a good question. Maybe someone can if someone knows the answer to that, I could find it out. Like, who is the the boss that can be quick, the the fastest beaten in the entire franchise? Is it Kraid in Super Metroid, or is it someone else? Um, that I will I'll give a prize to. If someone can find that please out, please tell me. me it's someone else with with evidence. <laughs> if someone can prove to me that there's who the fastest boss kill is in Metroid. Um, though I'm sure it might even just take a Google search. I'm sure I could look it up. But I don't know. Someone let, someone let us know on Twitter i'd love to know i think that's interesting i
0: i actually did see someone body fantoon once in it it had to be like five or ten seconds it was insane how quickly he beat fantoon like i i felt Mm -hmm. like maybe something went wrong because he like came up and immediately died and it was the craziest thing i've ever seen
1: fantoon also dies quickly too
0: yeah uh, if, if you get... Well, I think Fantoon has some random... He has some RNG to him, so depending on what pattern you get, yeah. he can be tough or he can be easy. You can get like a simple but, pattern, you yeah. get the harder pattern. Yeah, for sure. Um. Well, let's talk about another boss. Let's talk about Ridley. And uh, before we talk about the actual fight, I want to talk about getting to Ridley's uh, layer Because I see a lot of people... Um, especially on the fantoon ridley Craig dragon route, uh, obviously get there without the space jump, which is pretty mind-boggling to me. Um, there's two ways that I've seen it done. I think one way is a lot cooler than the other way, but I think that one way is also a lot easier than the other way. So the first way you can get there is like the gravity jump, and that is where you you basically perform some trickery. You jump and then press pause and unequip your gravity suit, and then Samus just kind of like, Floats up to the top of the screen, and this only works if you're in lava or if you're in uh, water. Uh, this is pretty effective, but I don't think it's like super cool because this is one of the ones that to me is kind of like the Ocarina of Time glitch that I was talking about, where it's like it it feels like something that you're not supposed to be able to do versus like kind of exploiting the game. I mean, even though this is obviously an exploitation of the game, it just it feels a little bit different like less I don't know what the word I'm looking for is maybe like it takes like less skill Flash, to actually flashy. perform this technique yeah I, I don't know like like I can do this technique and I feel like if I can do it then you know anybody can do it so uh, it, it's it feels like more of an exploit of the game's code rather than like a really skilled speedrunner and only that really skilled speedrunner can do this trick
1: I don't know maybe it's not
0: it's probably not though
1: I mean like I think that kind of stuff is still like you know just because you might be able to pull it off like while like practicing once you know i think it's important to be able to pull it off consistently in a run right like when it matters so mm-hmm. and that's where yeah, it, that's, that's what separates the the good from the great right because it's not like you know I've, I've been able to do like ocean fly or the red brinstar star wall jump but it doesn't mean i could do them consistently in like a, a record pace run you know which is what's important
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I hate to like, I hate to diminish like these these things. Um, and I never know quite how to put it because like it's it's absolutely impressive that anybody can do a gravity jump or like can bottle skip an Ocarina of time. The, to me, like the style of um, the style of speedrunning that I really like, and I'm not a speedrunning guy except for really Super Metroid. But the the style that I like is kind of like. The sequence breaking and just like really skilled like exploiting your world without kind of having to pause the game and and do some other like shenanigans like that but uh yeah yeah i i definitely don't mean to disparage it it's pretty cool and it's a really cool effect like you literally just like float right up um you can use it in meridia i guess if you need to but i i've mainly seen people use it to like get into uh into ridley's lair way way early
1: yeah i think all kinds of you know, exploits and and glitches and, you know, taking advantage of certain things in the game. I think all have their place and all have, they're all appealing in their different ways and all that. I mean, you know, if you think about, like, Metroid Prime speedruns, for example, that is a lot of, like, clipping and glitches and all that. You get out of, like, the actual rooms and you're jumping out through the walls outside of the game. And that takes a lot of, like, breaking the game literally, but it's still... Can be appreciated. It's really cool and fun. So, I think all of this stuff's really hard. I, I'll, I definitely, cause and, and not only that, someone had to figure it out too, right? That's not always easy. And then mm-hmm. having to practice it and do it really often, you know. So anyone that can do that, definitely respect that, cause it takes a lot of time. And it's, you know, it's not fun. All you know, like it might be cool to go on the stream and see someone do an awesome, you know, world record attempt and hit it or whatever. But that attempt came after, I'm sure, hundreds. Not like thousands of attempts running this game over and over and over and again, reset over, reset over, reset, trying to get it down. So, uh, a lot of time and a lot of lonely hours put into getting it right. So, no matter what kind of trick it is, it's certainly it's not something to to make little of because it takes a lot. And if it was easy, I'm sure anyone would do it, but not everyone does.
0: That's that's very true. That's very true. So, no shade, but it's it's not the kind of trick that I personally am as excited about but once one thing that I did see which I was just like what did I just watch was uh the race I was watching today both Behemoth and Oats and Goats pulled this off just absolutely flawlessly where they short charged they got a shine spark they they dropped down and uh I forget what the thing is called it looks like a xenomorph the aliens in the walls that just shoot you um while charged they had the the xenomorph shoot them with fire they felt diagonal until they were at the exact right spot shine sparks straight up and then got into ridley's lair it was like the most bonkers thing i've ever seen it was so cool Um, i had never seen it before actually until uh, not that long ago when i watched this i i thought that it was just like really cool no way in in hell i could pull this off i tried wasn't happening so man just like major 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 props you have to be absolutely pixel perfect to do that and it looked just like really really awesome
1: mm-hmm. another thing that looks really awesome and I didn't see it on your list so I'm curious to I'm, I'm wondering if you even know what it is or like had maybe come across it watching one of the runs or in research but the the blue suit in Super Metro that you can get. Um, I don't know if you read about that but that was always one of my favorite little glitches in the game. Which is like a, a Shine Spark storage system, essentially, right? You get the the Shine yeah. the blue suit after Shine Sparking into Dragon at the end of the fight, and something that is very important for a bunch of people's runs because they'll use it to store a Shine Spark that they'll use later to get back out of Meridia or the wreck ship or whatever, and um, and continue their run instead of jumping all the way around and taking more time to get out. So that's always something I thought was really cool and and a really cool thing I think just in general in Metroid. I don't I'm sure it's just a glitch, obviously not really like intentional, but the, the the shine spark storage here you get out of the blue suit glitches I always thought really cool and it looks cool too.
0: Yeah you're right and uh yeah I, I did miss that on my list. But and it is a really cool one and when I every time that I've seen the blue suit done, it's been in the Dragon fight and like it's uh it's pretty wild to see because like obviously people don't get the grapple beam typically in a super metroid speed run so like you know i think without the grapple beam dragon is like one of the hardest bosses in the game and for a speed runner like if he snags you and brings you up to the top yeah you're you're toast because mm-hmm. that takes forever for him to finally let go and he beats the hell out of you while you're up there too like he hits really really hard so it's a tough fight but like yeah to see these guys just like literally shine spark ram him right in the face or maybe her. I don't know. I was going to say, uh, uh, dragon a, has a bunch of, I think, I think she's a mama Babies yeah.
1: flying around. So I think it might be, uh, uh, mama, I think it might be mama, dragon, yeah.
0: but to, to shine spark right into mama. is just like, it's brutal. And it looks like so cool. So yeah, that that's a, that's a really cool trick too. And like you said, probably essential for, for beating dragon and not having it take forever and for, you know, traversing as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, uh, that's a cool one. Although I don't know, I mean, <laughs> I don't really understand a lot of these, but I, I still, I think I should probably research that one more because I, I get how it works, but I also probably don't at the same time, which probably applies to my entire understanding of this list. Right. Um, You know what, actually, which is funny, I learned today, I did not know this until today, that you could lure Ridley to one side of the platform and he would pogo but he pogo's in place, and like he doesn't hit you, and you can just safely like blast away at him. I had no idea that that was a thing.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think I that sounds familiar to me. Not something that I've abused in game myself. I have never been able to beat Ridley as easily and quickly as speedrunners are able to, especially as cleanly and not you know not getting hit like they do. Mm-hmm. but uh no i've never tried that but i do remember hearing about that you can there's a bunch of things i think all the bosses in this game have either like something you can manipulate or some kind of like rng pattern you have to deal with <laughs> right like the fan tunes like. yeah yeah
0: um two skips left one of them that i thought was uh was really cool i think that there's a, a proper name for this but i and i probably just butchered it but i put the uh the baby metroid skip where you know you're down in Torian, and at this point in the game, um, the the baby Metroid, who is now a Super Metroid, is coming to suck all of your energy. Which obviously takes time for the cutscene, and then you got to go and refill all your energy after if he hits you. So one of the cool things that I've seen is like people literally just jumping around him and and not uh, not allowing them to get uh, to get eaten by the little baby metroid i've never really actually tried this myself um but i i feel like i i should because i feel like this one is one of the ones that maybe once you get the timing down could be a little less challenging than some of the other ones but uh it still is like just super cool to see people like you know they're 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 making a mockery of the old baby metroid and then just saying not today sorry It's, it's very very cool
1: yeah, this is again for me something that like I think I've done once or twice, and then I was like, "All right, I did it. Like I've I've accomplished that goal, and that's it." And it's it's harder than it looks. I think like you don't realize how much like space the the baby metroid takes up in the room. You know, like <laughs> it's big, mm-hmm. and you're not the only one in there with the baby metroid either. So. It's not as not as easy as it looks. It requires you to shoot a little bit so you can get the right path, and you do like a loop around the Metroid, kind of like as it chases you in a circle around the room. Mm-hmm. It's definitely hard, but it's a cool trick, and I definitely remember that AGDQ four man showcase race. The crowd pops off when uh, whoever was in the lead, I believe, gets that you know skip through. I think someone gets caught up in it and ha- you know has to go through the whole cutscene and whatnot so it's a it's a big a huge part of that run because it's such a like a time saver to get around the baby metroid to not get it can make or break the run so a really really cool skip obviously it's a major moment in the actual super metroid like story so to like just outright skip it and not only that but just do it by just jumping around and and not like glitching through a room or making sure it doesn't trigger right like you're just avoiding contact and you know against something that's so huge really cool skip i also know you can like i believe there's a key hunter or something like that in the same room or the room previous i think in that room that you can like if you can't avoid the super metroid or like the baby metroid i know some people will like intentionally take damage against that enemy in there so that way when the baby metroid like finds samus doesn't like it doesn't take as long to yeah suck out all the energy right instead of waiting for all your energy tanks to go down but yeah another really cool trick takes advantage of a player's ability to move around the in the game which is something that needs to be mastered it's a really solid trick
0: and very very i'm sure satisfying to uh, to avoid that that big guy um, last really cool trick in the game, uh, as far as I know, I'm sure that there's a million more, but one of the ones that I thought was like really, really cool and it really saves you a lot of time and especially missiles is the, uh, the Rinka skip in Mother Brain's kind of layer. Um, I didn't know this until I researched it uh, a couple months ago, but like, so the, uh, the little bars, the red bars that you shoot in Mother Brain's layer. Um, are, they're only populated one at a time. So when you destroy one, the red bars on the black bar behind you are then populated and so on and so forth. So if you can skip the first one, then the other ones are never populated. And you can just go straight to Mother Brain, which I thought was like very, very cool. But man, this this looks like a really, really hard skip. I've never tried it, uh, but it looks insane. Like So basically you have to freeze a rinka like one of the the flying circles or whatever you have to freeze it in the exact right spot take damage in the exact right spot morph over in the exact right spot um this is like again they make it look easy but this one looks just like stupidly hard to to perform and and another one of those ones where like you just got to be like frame perfect so really 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 impressive to see people do this and like it probably can't can't be overstated on like a, on like a speed run where you're obviously not getting very many missiles or super missiles, how like important this actually is in saving you that. Cause I think like each one of those gates takes a couple super missiles to, to destroy times four is that's a lot of super missiles. You're probably using charge shots at mother brain by that point. And like, that's, you know, time-wise that's a kiss of death. And like when you're speed running, you only have about, you know, the best players will only have about three, maybe four energy tanks. And that can be a literal kiss of death, too, which obviously ruins your whole run. So really, really cool uh, skip to watch. Right. And it happens so fast.
1: I it's I don't think I've ever done it before. It looks, looks difficult. I don't think I got far enough in my practice to... I was like, I'm working on these other tricks. So I, I haven't even got to this part of the game yet. So, but I've always liked, like, damage boost involving tricks, and Super Metroid has a lot of them. You're right, especially in, like, the any percent category, but a bunch of categories. A lot of these runners don't have a lot of energy or a lot of energy tanks, so every moment and every little bit of health counts, especially when you need some of that health to, like, boost you farther in some situations. Uh, damage boosting is mm-hmm. awesome um i've even you know joked that that's like a thing in smash sometimes like intentionally getting hit to go off stage like that um but yeah like that's where i learned of like damage boosting is from super metroid speedrunning, like to intentionally take some damage to use that knockback to send you further or through something and this is a great example of it it's you know again someone figuring out like where can i what can i do when i get hit by this up against this and when i'm doing this right which is i think so much of what speedrunning research and figuring out things is, right, is like shoving yourself against some kind of edge or corner or wall and trying to put a bunch of factors and effects together to get you somewhere new. This is definitely a cool exploit. It's a hard one. I may, I'm not sure how hard it is in context of everything else because I've never, I don't think I've consistently ever done it myself, so maybe that means it is harder, but I also think I practice the other ones more. And like I focus more on like the red wall jump and the ocean fly and mockball. Still really cool uh skip though. I think more of a mark of a more experienced runner probably.
0: Yeah, um absolutely. And yeah, it just it this looks to me this looks insanely hard. But you know what frankly all of this stuff is insanely hard and uh to anyone out there that can do any of it at all, hats off to you um even the most basic thing on this list is really hard to do so i've always been fascinated by speedrunning and super metroid I'm, which is strange because i'm not really a fan of speedrunning in general but man something about this game is just really really fascinating and really uh really engrossing to me about how like they can bend the game to their will and just it, maybe it's cuz i'm so familiar with this game but man I remember the first time playing it this took me 17 hours to beat uh, obviously my time's a little bit better than, <laughs> uh, my time's a little bit better than that now but I mean on a good run I'll probably beat this game in three hours or something like that and to see 40 minutes is just like absolutely mind-blowing so yeah I mean shout out to all the runners out there and uh, you know thank you for finding all these uh, these tips and tricks and techniques and breaks for us to talk about today.
1: Yeah, for sure, and I definitely recommend like looking up Super Metroid speedrunners, checking out you know their streams on Twitch, looking up like their speedruns on you know uh, SRL Speedruns Live. They have a bunch of stuff there. I think you know you've mentioned like Behemoth Oats. Um, I'm sure there are a bunch of new and old faces around. I definitely again gotta recommend the AGDQ 2014 four man showcase race. Uh, I think that's my favorite. Aside from, because I honestly, you know, Super Metro, Super Mario 64, Super Metroid, these are like some of my favorite speedrun games of all time. You can't go wrong with them. But this is like my favorite single video. Oh, Donkey Kong 64, I also love watching speedruns of that. And Mirror's Edge, too. Um, anyway, that race, that AGDQ four-man race, is so exciting the crowd is there it's like it feels like it's like esports right like that's honestly the video where people thought like speedrunning was really going to like take off and it did from there speedrunning has grown a lot since then um but like it had that like esports hype to it it was so exciting the crowd is going crazy the commentators are amazing informative and entertaining the players are some of the best that were at the time and probably ever will be and really killed it in a really exciting race I can't recommend it enough. I really hope you all go and check that out as soon as you possibly can. And it's ins- what inspired me to really get more into speedrunning, or at the very least, appreciate the speedrunning aspect of games a lot more. So I think you'll definitely enjoy it if you go check that out.
0: Yeah, for sure, and just marvel at some of the stuff that you see, because I'm sure you'll see some crazy stuff. Um, that's it. We are uh, we are out of here. Like we were teasing at the beginning of the show we've got some mapping Metroid going on next week so I need to first of all I need to do a horizontal bomb jump because I'm not giving up until I do one tonight but then I need to go and finish the area and uh, really complete my notes so that we can dig deep and get into uh, get into the get into it next week and uh, really you know peel peel back all the different layers of this area I keep on wanting to give it away but I'm not going to Um, but yeah that's next week uh, thank you guys for checking us out today. Uh, we're not speedrunning experts, but we hope that we were able to at least kind of entertain you with uh, some of our speedrunning stories and, and maybe even inform a, a listener or two out there and hopefully inspire you guys to go and check out some of these races. So, um, yeah, until then, uh, check us out over on Twitter. We are at Omega Metro Pod. I am at Spateri316 and Dak is at Dak City underscore. Uh, Check us out over on Podbean, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Like and subscribe to Omega Metroid. And give us a five-star review, too, if you think that we've earned it. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, We are out of here, but we will see you guys next week. Until then, hashtag save the animals.